Hey, podcast people, how's it going? This is Azrin, the language nerd here. I hope you're having a wonderful Monday or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you are listening to this podcast episode. I would like to talk about a couple of things today. The first one is language learning related, and the second one is kind of language learning related, but not fully. So let's start with the language learning topic. And this is, in my perspective, the biggest missing element for so many language learners. This is the key for many of you that will help you unlock the next level, that will help take you from where you are now to a higher degree of fluency. And for many of you, the biggest missing element is, drumroll please, a lack of practice speaking with real life people. Far too many of you are spending way too much time using mobile apps like Duolingo or Babbel or whatever the case may be, or you're using too much, you're spending too much time using a textbook, you're spending too much time studying theory, you're spending too much time on YouTube, you're spending too much time trying to learn from audio-based programs such as Pimsleur, Michelle Thomas, things of that nature. You're spending too much time on those things, and you're not spending enough time actually conversing with real human beings and trying your best to do that. It's hard. That's one of the hardest things to do. And yet it tends to be, for many, one of the most effective ways to learn and it will help you progress. And by the way, this is the case when you are an intermediate level, a beginner level. I find at many different levels, this is the case. I think when you're at the more advanced levels, perhaps, perhaps, well, at the, at the more advanced levels, it's not just about conversation practice because at the advanced levels, just conversing alone is typically not enough. And that's perhaps a topic for, for another day. But beginner to intermediate levels, especially beginner to low intermediate, that tends to be one of the big unlocks. Now, where do you go for conversation practice? How do you do that? Well, let me give you a few options. I'm going to go from best option to worst option. The best option, and I admit that I'm biased, of course, but the best option is to work with someone at my business. Take conversation classes with my business. We offer classes, conversational lessons, private and semi-private, for a wide variety of different languages, and we can help you. We really know what we're doing. Okay? I think that's the best option. Of course, I'm biased. Another alternate option is to use a website called italki.com. That is spelled italki.com. This is a great website to find tutors for quite a selection of different languages, and the prices are generally quite affordable. So this is a great place to look for some additional conversation practice too. The third place to look, it's it's worse than italki and it's worse than taking lessons with my business, but it's still a good option, is to use an app such as HelloTalk or Tandem. These are two mobile apps that will help you, that will basically connect you to people who speak the tar- that speak the language you're learning and are learning the language that you speak. For example, you're a native English speaker learning Japanese. Well, you can find Japanese speakers trying to learn English. And the premise of the apps are that you help each other learn each other's language. Now, the downside to the app is that the app basically just facilitates the initial connection. And now it's up to you and the other person to actually make that online friendship or language exchange work. So if you've got great people skills and you can navigate those kinds of waters, wonderful. 
I've met lots of people that make it work and I've met lots of people that struggle to make it work. I've It's really a 50-50 kind of game, but it is still a useful tool. It is still a useful resource. If you are a woman, please understand that some people, some of the men on the app will treat it as a dating app. They will sometimes be a little bit creepy. They will sometimes flirt with you. That does tend to happen. So just block them. And those are that's something to be aware of if you're using the app, if you're a woman. It's still a great app, but you have to be able to navigate those waters. So people skills are pretty important. Online people skills are pretty important if this is a, if this is the path that you choose to go through. So these are three different options to get speaking practice with real human beings. And I, I think for many of you, as scary as it might be, as challenging as it might be, you might feel that you're not ready or your your level's at too low of a level. Well, let me tell you, if you think your level's too low, speaking with someone, even if you're struggling, that's good. The struggle is good. Too many language learners, in my perspective, are running away from challenging situations, but it's the challenging situations that make you learn the fastest. It's not going to be an app that makes you learn the fastest. It's not going to be someone's special methodology that helps you learn the fastest. It's mental struggle challenge that makes you learn the fastest. When your brain is going, woo, this is hard. I have to work. My brain has to think. That's what makes you learn the fastest. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Use your common sense. Use your common sense. The more, if you use your brain power and it's really making you think, you'll learn, you're going to learn faster. That's just how things tend to work in the real world. Yes, of course, there's shortcuts. Yes, of course, you, there's better methods than others. Of course, of course, of course, of course. But the sheer effort is is far more important, is, is more important than I think than finding the perfect method. You could have, you know, it's that episode of Seinfeld, right? Uh, have you guys, if you guys watch Seinfeld, it's a, it's a sitcom, one of my favorite, one of my favorite TV shows. I watch it all the time couple episodes a day usually and there's this episode with a with a tennis pro by the name of Milos I don't know where he's from he's got this accent that makes him sound maybe Russian or I'm not exactly sure okay now Milos works in a tennis um what do you call those in a tennis club and he's like the tennis pro right so he sells all the rackets he gives advice and he tells Jerry Seinfeld the main character he says hey what are you doing playing with that old racket Jerry's got this wooden old kind of an olden older style of racket and he goes what are you doing playing with that and he ends up selling jerry another racket uh and he says listen that jerry i'm milosh like i'm the tennis pro here i only play with this racket and milosh has got this very expensive fancy kind of tennis racket and jerry's like all right fine and he gets roped into buying one now later in the week or later in the day jerry goes to play tennis at some other at some other tennis club with george his best friend and sure enough, they see Milosh, and Milosh is garbage. He's not playing very well, even though he's got the best racket. So the fact of the matter is, the perfect strategy, the perfect tool, is only as good as the person wielding the tool. Roger Federer, the tennis player, if I gave him the oldest racket on the planet that had strings that were half broken, could absolutely school me in tennis no matter what material I'm using, no matter, what, no matter what racket I have, because he's put in the effort and he's honed in on his tennis skills. And he's not, of course, now as a professional, he uses the best equipment, of course, but he's able to play very well with worse equipment. That's just how it is. It's kind of funny how sometimes it's the people who are the worst at something or not highly skilled at something that have 
that are the most worried about having the best tools and resources to compensate for the fact that they're not very good. Instead of trying to work on themselves to develop the skill sets to become very good and realizing that it's not, you don't need the crutch of all the other things around you. You got to rely on yourself. Does that make sense? You can do it. You know, you can do it. I know sometimes people have self-esteem issues, but you definitely can do it. You know, all of us are capable of picking up bigger weights, heavier weights. Meaning what I mean by that is all of us, 100% of us, whatever we're capable of doing now, we're able to learn how to do more and become better. 100% of us. We all have a different ceiling, but everybody can do more than what you can do now. That's 100%. I believe that with every fiber of my being. It's one of the biggest things that motivates me in life is trying to grow myself and and help others grow too, right? And of course, yeah, so for me to grow, learn from others, learn from my mistakes, learn from everything and help others grow too. So you can do it. And now we can transition to topic number two. And this is a fascinating one, my friends. This is a fascinating, fascinating story. Um, let's dive into it. It's one of the most interesting things that's happened to me definitely this month, but I'm going to venture out and say the most interesting experience I have had in all of 2021, the entire year. As many of you know, probably all of you know at this point, um, I, my team and I, we teach drop-in classes. We have free drop-in group classes that we teach multiple times a week for all the, for most of the languages that my business offers. And the bulk of our classes take place on Sundays. So today, as I'm recording this, well, it's technically Monday because it's late at night, but let's just call it Sunday. Okay. And uh, here's what happened. When we are having our, when we were doing our uh, free classes, three of the classes that we, that my team and I taught today were bombed. Now, I think that's the correct terminology when I've been doing some Googling. I think they call it bombing. Some other people call it rating. And essentially what happens is you get 20 plus trolls, online trolls who invade, who attack your, your, your class. They jump in and they have one intention. All of them have one intention in mind, ruin the event. And they do so in many ways. It depends on the person. They all have their own style. Some people are much more subtle. So they might just change their profile picture to something that is really obscene looking. Some one individual had his profile picture as, as Hitler doing some kind of speech or something. Someone else was a bit subtle too, and he just dressed up as, I don't know what kind of character, but I am looking at what he's wearing and I'm like, what is going on? What are you wearing, bud? Like this, something's, something's not right here. Looked a bit scary and I was like, something's not right. Some people are much more outright about it. For example, I saw, I don't know how many men today that were butt naked dancing on the camera, swinging everything around. I see everything, guys. Like, I see everything. And I mean everything. You know, there's another guy, and this was a bit more sad. It was, it was, it was sad for me to see anyway. You know, he turns his camera on, and he's just swearing loudly over and over and over with this intense anger in his voice. You know, I feel bad when I see things like this. Let, let's go on a tangent. I feel bad when I see things like this because imagine what it would, imagine, imagine what kind of mental state someone has to be in to take time out of their day to go and tear someone else down, to ruin something for someone else. Imagine what that, imagine what's going on in their life. 
that that's how they choose to spend an hour of their Sunday or two hours of their Sunday. Like, wow. That's, imagine what they must be feeling. They are in such a negative place that they have to go and ruin things for others in order to feel something positive because they don't have somewhere else to go that gives them positive emotion. So what do they do? They join the way they do this is they have Discord servers and they have Facebook groups and different places online, Twitter accounts, and they just pick someone. Someone will post a Zoom link or an online Duolingo class. They'll, they'll post it and all of them converge on that one person's link. They all converge. It's powerful, right? Imagine you're in a big group of people. They're accepting you. You're doing something. You're, you can make people cry. You can ruin their day. You can... It's, it's a powerful feeling. And if you don't have, if you don't have something positive in your life, wow, those kinds of things become very appealing. It's actually, in a sense, how gangs actually recruit, funnily enough. They will go after people who are vulnerable, from my understanding anyway. And, you know, they give you money. They should, they're, like, they're like, look, you sell drugs, you get money, you get girls, you get this, you get, look at the nice clothes, people respect you. And so that's how they get roped in. So anyway, so this is happening today. And it was the most interesting, it was the most interesting experience I've had most likely of this entire year. And let me tell you why. Um, first of all, <clears throat> first of all, it gave me a glimpse into some people that are just at, in such a really bad place in their life. It's a real glimpse at some of the dark places that people are in. And that messes with you. I'll be honest, man, that messes with you. If you've ever, if you've never had the experience of someone going out of their way to ruin something for you, let me tell you, it's a, it's a yucky feeling. It will rattle you to the core. Some of my tutors today who, who it happened to were rattled completely and they felt anxious. Uh, some of them were brought to tears. It was a really, it was a very bad experience for a couple of people that were running my classes today. Like it was very rattling for them, right? And they got over it and they're, they're fine. Um, but it shocks them because that's not what they expected. It's no one, I, it would, probably would have shocked me if I just walked into that. So it's shocking. And so it's it's a learning experience, I think. So I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the right words here, but it was, in, it was interesting for me to see something that was really, you know, it's not every day you encounter people that go out of your way to make something bad for you. Like they genuinely, like they genuinely did that to, out on purpose, not an accident. We do it by accident sometimes. We might ruin someone's day by mistake or something, but not. I'm gonna go out of my way. Here's thirty people who have decided today that they're gonna ruin your day. We're gonna mess things up for you. It's interesting, right? That's it's not something you forget. It's not something you forget right away. Um. And then number two, you know, how do I say this? You know, number two, you know, today was just a reminder of perspective really matters. Today was a reminder to me that perspective really matters. You see, um, for, for me, it, it, it wasn't a big deal for me personally. It was a challenge and I had to deal with it and it was, but it wasn't, it did not cause me any emotional toil whatsoever. None, zero. And I was telling people today, because they were like, I'm so sorry, I have to deal with this. Oh my God, this must be awful. And I told everybody in the class today, like, actually, no, you know, if this is the biggest problem I have on my Sunday, that's a real indication of what a, what a good life I have. And they're like, well, that's true. 
And that, that perspective is so, so important. It's so important. Number two, um, you know, or number three, whatever number we're on now, it was, it was a reminder. It was, it was interesting to see how people react when I react calmly, because it, this kind of thing doesn't bother me too, too much. So I handle it with poise. Yeah, with poise, that's the right word, I suppose. And I handled it and we, we figured it out and I blocked the people that were spamming and joining and swearing and playing their loud music. And I blocked them and I'd keep the class going and it was a bit of a blip on the radar, nothing major. And I'm pretty calm about it. And which means others are pretty calm about it too. No one's swearing at them. Like we're all pretty civil and it's going fine. And it, and it doesn't affect the flow of the class by that much. Like it doesn't really affect us that much. So when you, 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 when you get these kinds of negative situations, the, the, the key is to take a breath, you know, take a breath, understand you're going to be okay. You're fine. Don't worry. And you handle it with, with poise and grace and respect and empathy for the other person and, and, and some level of, of force. Is that the right word? Like you're not a pushover. You're not a doormat. You still, you speak your truth. You see, you, you stay centered. You're not just like, Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be empathetic and soft. No, no, no. You got to bring a little bit of an edge to it as well. It's balancing that edge, that power, that directness, like, Hey, I'm going to get us through this and this is going to be okay. But also having poise, grace, elegance, kindness, politeness, right? Balancing the two. I think when you, when you, when you pull at opposite ends like that, it works really well in tense situations. And it's, it's, that's the, that's the thing to aim for. I think easier said than done. Of course. Um, I'm, I'm, I was very good today, but man, there's, that's because that kind of situation doesn't bother me. I have lots of practice with that kind of situation. There's lots of other kinds of situation. I would not be that poised and I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> so it's just, I just happen to have experience with that. So but that's really, really important. And, you know, I'll, I'll share one last thing. And this is just a really good life skill in my perspective. Uh, one of my French students, or was it French? Yeah, French students told me apparently this is a, a strategy used in de-escalating de difficult situations when someone's angry with you and being irrational. You, uh, you treat everything that they're doing at face value. You don't get caught up in the emotion. You reply with a neutral emotion and highly logically, but calmly. And apparently this is used to de-escalate situations. This is thanks to my mom. My mom's taught me this. I've grown up with this since the age of five. It's a second nature. Thank, thank, like, thank you, mom. This is not a praise to me. This is, I'm not pumping up my own tires. This is pumping up my mom's tires. She's done a great job with this. I'll give you some examples. Um, when I was a child, uh, I remember, <clears throat> I remember, uh, you know, kids would do things like they'd stick, they, 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 they'd stick their tongue out at you, right? And mom would say, as a five-year-old, that bothers you. Mom would say, oh, when someone sticks their tongue out at you, you say, wow, I like your tongue. Let, do you want to see mine? Uh, stick your tongue out. Ooh, look at my tongue. Look at my tongue. I like your tongue. Treat what they're doing at face value. They're sticking their tongue out. Forget their intent. Forget the intent. Look at the action. And react on, on the action, not the intent. Look at their tongue. Oh, wow, I like your tongue. I'll give you another one. Someone once told me this is middle school. They told me, walked up to me, looked me in the face, and go, your hair looks funny. Pfft. Again, that kind of stuff really messes with kids in middle school. And I said, 
oh yeah, I know. I really had a difficult time with my doing my hair that day and actually did have a difficult time. I remember thinking going to school, my hair doesn't look quite right. And I was like, yeah, I know. I had a hard time today. Maybe we should go to the bathroom and look at it together and see how we can fix it. What do you say? <laughs> he, they don't know what to do. You treat it at face value. I remember a man swore at me when I was driving. I was in a parking lot and he kind of comes up behind, beside me, opens the window. Summer day, so my window's open. F you, what the hell's your problem? Who got, who gave you your license? What you kind of, I don't know what I did wrong. I, I don't know if I drove, I was driving poorly. He's cussing me out hardcore. And I was like, oh yeah, um, I, I got my license from the registry. I kind of took my driver's test and they gave me the license. That's what I told the man. And he's like, well, and he didn't know what to do because he's trying to hurt my feelings, but you, t you, you treat the words without the emotions or you treat the action without the emotion or the intent behind it. It disarms people. It's very odd. They're yelling at you. They're pissed at you. And I, you just go, oh yeah, I, I actually got my license from the registry. Like you answer it as if it's a serious question. As if he asked you calmly, hey, where'd you get your license? Oh, I got it at the registry. I took my, I took my test, passed it. They gave me the license. He just didn't know what to say. And he goes, bah! and he just drives away. De-escalates the whole thing. I'll give you another example. You know, today, um, you know, just, there's, there's a naked man dancing and swinging everything around, you know, swinging. And, you know, if you want to, you can imagine what he's swinging when I say a naked man. <laughs> and I kind of just laughed. I was like, wow, there's a naked man dancing. <laughs> Bob's dancing. Like I'm like there's a man dancing. Like that's that's about what that's about the response that's warranted, is it not? Yes, he's doing it to be disruptive. But again, when you think about the lack of of think about if he didn't if there's no malicious intent, right? And you just saw a naked man, like you'd probably just kind of chuckle and be a little uncomfortable, <laughs> uncomfortable, and probably laugh and maybe look away. I would I wish afterwards. I wish. Oh my god, it didn't occur to me in the moment. I wish I'd said something like, oh, hey, Bob, your penis looks smaller than mine. Oh, interesting. Anyone else notice that? Hey, let's have a look. Oh, that man would have been gone. Gone. It occurred to me after. But again, that's another example. He's doing an action with the intent to hurt feelings or to cause whatever his intent is. But you take it without the intent. You look at the action at face value. And you might go, oh, he's showing me his penis. Well. That's a pretty, that's a smaller penis than mine. Or I might go, or maybe, hmm, is your penis bigger than mine? Hmm, I'm gonna like look at that later today. Interesting. Your belly's bigger than mine, that's for sure. You got, you got some less hair than me. Ooh, but you got a bigger arm than me. That's fascinating. Look at you. Is that an Audi belly button you got? Wow. He'd be gone. Gone. Gone instantly, right? You know, uh, uh, and it's on and on. You treat the action for like what you see at face, at face value, and they don't know. People don't know how to handle it, right? Now some of these trolls are playing like loud screamo music, so you, you just got to kick them out, right? Like there's also another thing to look at is the simple answer. When you got trolls or people trying to hurt you, the simple answer is usually the right answer. Often the simplest answer is often the right answer. So the simplest answer, for example, with these trolls, some of them is kick them out. Don't say anything. Don't get upset. Don't address it. Just kick it out. Don't say a thing. Don't say a thing. Kick him out. Easy peasy. Pumpkin peasy. What's is that an expression? Whatever. Kick him out. Easy peasy, right? So and these are all things my my mom's taught me. Just grew up with it, right? So these are all. It's very um. Thank God my mom taught me those kinds of things, kinds of strategies, right? So, <clears throat> um, 
Yeah. I also find, by the way, just another life skill. I, it's something I, I don't always do it very well. I mean, these are all theories, but no one executes on these perfectly, right? But I think as a general whole, um, it's not just about de-escalating situations. I think when someone's, when people are speaking to you in general, I think one thing, I don't know if I do this perfectly, but it's definitely the right thing to strive to do. Strive to do. Um, when people are speaking to you in general and you're communicating, um, treat, uh, 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 how do you say this? Um, man, uh, sometimes you got to read between the lines, right? They're doing something and you have to read between the lines. That is definitely important. Read between, reading between the lines is a good idea, right? You, sometimes you've got to be tactful socially and that's important. But I think some people read between too many lines. I think they're always reading between the lines. I think it should be 70-30. 70% of the time, you take things as they happen at face value. At face value. Do not read between the lines. Because here's the thing. When you try to read between the lines and you're always doing that, you miss, you mess up the lines. You don't see the right lines. You're reading between the wrong lines. You're reading into things that shouldn't be read into. Does that make sense? I, I, have, I do have issues with this myself, actually. I do make problem. I do have a problem with this, but the theory is right that you shouldn't be reading, you shouldn't be reading between the lines most of the time. Sometimes, yes, you gotta use a little bit of tact, but most of the time you communicate with people, don't read into their intent. Otherwise, you get into problems. You know, you're uh, like, what could happen? Someone asks you a question, and they go, or they say something to you, they compliment you, or they say like, oh, you might go, oh, oh here's another Seinfeld example, right? You know, in Seinfeld, there's an episode where uh, Elaine gets her shoes commented on and someone goes, wow, I like your shoes. Ooh, they're from uh, Botticelli's, I think she said. Ooh, they're from this shoe store. Wow, I like your shoes. And Elaine goes nuts. Like, oh, look at her commenting on my shoes. What, who does she think she is? Like, why would she say something like that? And, and it ruins Elaine for the whole episode. It ruins Elaine's mood for the whole episode. Now, the lady did have something behind the statement at the end, but it ruined her whole day. So when you read into what people are saying, sometimes often there's nothing to read into and you're just ruining things for yourself. Or maybe there is something to read into, but you may as well not read into it because it doesn't change anything if you did. Not in that moment. So don't read into it. Take things at face value. I like to, as a general whole, take people's words and actions at face value. As a general whole right? And there's exceptions where you choose to read between the lines. Sometimes you've got to do that, right? Um, but as a general whole, take people's action, words and actions at face value. And that, you know, that, that will do you a lot of good in my perspective, right? Especially in conflict, but even not in non-conflict situations. Um, you know, I think it can be a good thing, right? Conflict situations, oh my God, really important, I think. When someone's trying to harm you or hurt you verbally, oof, take, you know, take, you got to take the intent out. And that's a very effective method, very effective strategy to de-escalate things. Um, you know, especially when someone's really trying to harm you and hurt you verbally or whatnot. But, um, you know, but even just in life, I think that's a good general rule of thumb, you know, take things at face value. Don't read into, don't, read in too, too much between the lines and fill things in when you don't know if that should be filled in. Okay. Wow. That was a fun podcast. I had fun talking about this. Gave me some, some, some time to process through some of the things that happened today. It's a really good day for me, actually. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this experience, even though it was kind of difficult and it wasn't easy, but I learned a lot from it. Um, gave me a lot to think about. 
got to say, I felt bad for some of the people, that's for sure. Because if you're in a place where you're trolling like that, like, man, like, what's going on in your world, right? Got me thinking, like, how do you reach? You know, what's funny. I have one more thing to say, actually. I do have one more thing to say. Um, you know, what's the, the, the silver lining of the whole situation? And this is a big one. That's a big one for me. You know, one of my tutors who, who had this happen to her, she shared with me that one of the people in the, in the group messaged her privately and said, hey, you know, I, I'm actually super sorry. I, I came here with the intention to troll and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, I kind of saw you and then something about the situation just felt wrong. So I don't know if she looked flustered or what happened, but he, something about it made him feel wrong. And he's like, I'm super sorry. Like, uh, I... I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't think I want to do this again. Like, this is not okay. He, he felt very bad for coming with the intention to troll. And then he told her, hey, just so you know, this is where this got posted. And he sent her a link to where the link to the Duolingo class was posted and like who, like wh how everybody ended up in that class to, to troll her. Um, He shared it with her and he's just very apologetic. And he's like, I, I, I'm so sorry. I just have to tell you. Um, and I think that's a silver lining. That's a big silver lining, right? Like this, it's a, it's an indi it's an indication that even people that are going out of their way to ruin someone else's day, there's a percentage of those people that actually don't want to be there. They would much rather not be there, but they don't see another option. They don't have another option. They don't see one anyway. They don't see one. That's the only option they saw. So there they are. But the second something happens to show them, hey, this, this is not right, or listen, you could do this instead, or it just needs one little nudge. And a lot of them, I don't know what my tutor did. She doesn't even know herself, but something about how she was acting made this individual who came with the intent to ruin her day and troll her, change his mind and not troll her. And in fact, apologize. And he could have just left and be like, I don't want to do it. He actually messaged her to say, hey, I want you to know who I am. I'm so sorry. This is not... I don't feel right doing this. So people, if they're nudged, some people, some of those people just nudged and they, you know, they, they change. They, it changes something for them, right? You know, um, I could talk forever on this topic because I've been thinking about it all day. So you're you're getting a lot of my thoughts throughout the whole day right now. Um, you know, a lot of people, some of the people that I followed, like podcasts and YouTubers, things like that, you know, they a lot of the people that I follow that have come from adverse adverse backgrounds you know i there's one guy joey the yes i follow he kind of grew up with a you know really tough upbringing you know a bunch of people and that i follow and they all kind of say the similar kind of they all say similar kinds of things you know joey's like yo you got to get out of the house go go for a walk go, get the paper you know go for a 15 minute walk go back in the house and then do nothing for the rest of the day but you got to get out of the house he says you know, something so simple like that. He's telling people to do that when you're in a really bad place. He says, because listen, going for a walk catches on. It becomes a habit. And next thing you know, you're walking for 20 minutes and not 15. You're walking for 25. You think, you know, let me go buy a pizza. And you go buy a pizza for yourself. And then you see a, a, a help wanted ad. And you're like, you know what? Let me apply. Let me apply for the help wanted ad. And then you got to pay, a, you know, minimum wage job. And then you got some money. And then you can start to do something with your life. It's like something simple, like going for a walk can be a life-changing thing. And apparently, from what I can tell, that piece of advice has really been beneficial for people, just to go for a walk. Because the thing is that people that are in a really bad place, they have nothing to aim at. They have nothing to aim at. They have no goals. They have nothing really going for them in their life. 
and they have no positive role models. Like that man, or the couple men actually, that were like dancing around naked and stuff. They probably live alone and they have no one in the house to go, hey man, what are you doing? Are you cool? Is everything okay? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Put some clothes on. <laughs> like there's no one in his ear saying that, right? When they have these 13, a lot of these kids are 13, 14, they're, they're young, they're teenagers, right? They're, they're adolescents that are coming in and being these trolls, right? They don't, like, they don't have, their, their mom's not saying, yo, what are you doing? Why are you blasting screamo music in the house? Like, yo, stop. It's not cool. Don't, like, don't do that. They don't have those voices, right? And all it takes, and a lot of them, they, they don't like, they don't really want to do the stuff they're doing. They just don't see another option, Right? So you give someone another option, they might just take it. They might just take it. They might. You just got to give them an option. You give them another choice and they might just take it. And that's pretty, that's a real silver lining. You know, the fact that someone actually decided, I'm not going to troll you. I really wanted to, but now I've seen you and I'm like, this is not right. Like, pfft. I mean, that, that doesn't give you hope. Then I mean, I don't know what, what else can. Anyway, it's 2.17 in the morning. I sleep at 2.30, so it's time to wrap this up. I appreciate your attention. Hope this is, I hope this is an interesting podcast episode for you. I had fun making it, that's for sure. And we'll talk later. Bye for now. See you.